Welcome everyone to a very special episode of Aaron is the Funny One. I, as always, am your host, Jack Douglas. And I am Ernie, the Christmas elf. And today we bring to you a very merry girl bossy episode because today we are going to be listening, well, I guess, and talking mm-hmm. and reading and all the things with the one, the only author, screenwriter, person extraordinaire of A Very Girl Boss Christmas. That's right. We've laughed, we've joked, we've hoped, and our prayers have been answered because the screenwriting gods have blessed us with Tyler B and given us a full script for A Very Girl Boss Christmas. In today's episode, we will be closing it off with our regularly programmed horoscope segment. As always. But today we are going to be joined by the Tyler B and we're going to be reading a table read, if you will, Mm -hmm. of Tyler B's favorite scenes from his full script of his feature length film, A Very Girl Boss Christmas. This is very exciting. We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and the day is finally here. Not only that, but Tyler B is our first guest on the podcast ever. I suppose so. That's right. Don't scare him away. I know, like... Screw you. That goes double for you. No, you tend to do that. You're the interrogator. You're the one who has a million and one questions. Listen. If anyone's going to scare Tyler B off, it's this one. Okay. Okay. We'll see about that. But anyway, thank you all for joining our very special, very girl boss, very merry read through of... A very girl boss Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the screenwriter of A Very Girl Boss Christmas, Tyler B. Hello. It's great to be here. We're so happy to have you. This is an honor. Tyler B., we have been talking about this exact script for what feels like months, honestly. I mean, I mean it ha- it's been months. It's been... It's been actual months. It's been actual yeah. months, yes. I mean, I've been working on it for months, so it's exciting to finally put it out as a thing that people can actually see. Tyler, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? About myself? Um, Yeah, so I'm Tyler, Tyler Bevan. I'm currently uh, in college, hoping to get into my college's film program. Yeah. So how long have you been watching Jack film? Yeah, so I think in junior year of high school. So that was... uh, Time's weird with the pandemic. Yeah. It sure is. I want to say that was like four years ago. My roommate like watched a whole lot of Jack's films and then introduced me to it. Oh, right on. Very cool. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Yes. You've been here since the start because A Very Girl Boss Christmas was one of the first things that we talked about. At least it felt like one of the first things we talked about. I think it was. From the onset, you, I'm assuming, were a listener. Right. Um, And so that is very, very much appreciated on our end, because at, at that point, it felt a little bit like an experiment of sorts. Yes, so very much so. You were one of our guinea pigs. Thank you. And, and, and what inspired you to make an entire feature-length screenplay of this concept? Was it just the idea? Did it just kind of like spiral out of control? Well, so what happened was y- y'all were sort of going off on a tangent about, oh, man, what if we made a very girl boss <laughs> Christmas into a real thing? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this is funny. And I'm, I'm in the stand-up comedy club at my college. And so I thought, oh, this is funny. I could write a few jokes about this and then release a fake trailer of it as a joke. 
And then you released the, oh, we're doing a hotline. And I was like, oh, I'll just send in a message to the hotline saying, I'm your writer for A Very Girl Boss Christmas as a joke. Right. And then you responded, <laughs> you responded and said, oh, sure. Send us what you got. Oh, my yes. God. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And so the next like three hours, it was the first time I ever wrote any screenwriting software. And so I, the next three hours, I'm like learning how to format a screenplay and then write the three scenes that you read on the podcast. Oh, my and, gosh. Oh, that's wow. wild. That's so cool. Very trial by fire. And I'm in an entrepreneurship class as well. And so we were talking about like entrepreneurship is like you see a need in the marketplace and then you go out and then you make it. And I was like, there's demand for this. And I also need a part time <laughs> job. So maybe <laughs> I can turn this into my job. And so that was where the whole Kickstarter came from. Very, very cool. Also, just... To everybody listening right now, that's your warning. When you actually make commitments to me, yes, to the hotline, I read it, I respond to it. Jokes okay? do not translate yeah. via the hotline, <laughs> so. apparently. So this, in essence, this whole screenplay, this whole thing is just a joke gone too far. I think in a way. In a know. beautiful way, yeah. yeah. But we couldn't be happier about it because this is a very special episode, I believe, we are reading select features yes. as chosen by the screenwriter himself. Yes. The scenes that we are going to read are Tyler B's favorite scenes, scenes of choice. Yes. And Tyler B has a very special, one could say very girl boss, <laughs> wine of the week for us in that we're actually not going to be drinking wine at all, That's or at right. least not featuring wine at all. And why is that, Tyler B? Yes, it's because we are going to be drinking water this week. And the reason we're doing it is to shout out a charity that I have cared about for a long time. It's called Charity Water, and they get clean water for people all around the world. A very it's noble cause indeed. Pretty much the only good reason to not drink wine yeah. this week <laughs> is to get clean water yeah. to people in need of it. I think it's a solid enough reason. And the, uh, the link online is charitywater.com slash Tyler dash Bevan. And I have a whole charity going up and it's basically, I'm trying to raise the amount that I raised originally to write the script, except this time it's all going to charity. It's all going to charity water to help people around the world get clean water. And if you go onto that website, they have sort of a 20 minute documentary about the whole thing and it will make you cry. It's such a great cause. Very cool. cool. Jinx. Damn it. And so everybody knows Bevan is spelled B-E-V as in Victor A-N as in Nancy. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's begin. Oh. For this first scene, I will narrate... We can have Mr. Films, of course, played by Jack. Uh-huh. Uh, reporters one, two, and three, could we have played by Aaron? Okay. As well as spectators one and two. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I will play Uncle Uh-oh. Okay. I love it. Okay. Interior, fancy restaurant, night. 
A group of spectators is gathered around a blindfolded Mr. Films. He's in his early 30s and wears an orange business suit with black stripes. The spectators watch in anticipation as he tastes one of many wines set up on the table. Mr. Films pauses. Sauvignon Blanc. The crowd fills with murmurs. He lifts another glass, but hesitates. He sniffs the wine, subtly at first, but soon very aggressively. That is a 2019 German Pinot Grigio. The murmurs get louder. The crowd is more impressed. He didn't even taste that one. How is this possible? Mr. Films reaches for the third wine, but instead of grabbing the glass, he places his fingers into it and scoops up some of the liquid. He swirls this <laughs> liquid in his hand, feeling the weight of it before dropping it back into the glass and wiping off his hands. This is not a wine at all. No, I would know this beverage anywhere. This is a white claw. The crowd erupts in cheers as Mr. Films removes his blindfold. His expression is solemn but proud. Reporters rush to ask him questions. You've dominated the wine-tasting scene for years. Do you ever think you'll find a worthy competitor? Quite frankly, I, I don't know if that's possible. Do you believe you'll win this year's Christmas wine-tasting competition? Without a doubt. It's like I always say, wine is just win with an E at the end. What does the E stand for? I... I guess I never really thought about that. Huh. Is there anyone you'd like to thank for supporting you on this journey? I would like to thank my family. They're actually here today. They're right... Um... Mr. Films looks into the crowd, trying to figure out which ones are his family. They're, uh... Um... We see the spectators from his perspective, a blurry sea of faceless people. Before Mr. Films can fumble even more, his agent, Uncle Uh-Oh, steps between him and the reporters. Uncle Uh-Oh is bald in his early 60s and wearing an inflatable sumo suit. That's all the questions we're going to have today. <laughs> he escorts Mr. Films to the back room as reporters clamor for his attention. And then, Aaron, if you could read uh, as the na narrator for this scene. Sure. Scene two. Interior. Restaurant back room. Continuous. What are you doing? You were floundering back there. I identified the wines, didn't I? But you need to work on your image. No one's going to support a man who can't recognize his own family. I'm face blind. How's I supposed to recognize anyone? <laughs> you don't need to recognize faces when your one and only family member is wearing this. He wildly gestures to his inflatable sumo suit, and a wave of realization comes across Mr. Films's face. Uncle Uh-Oh! I've been wearing this costume for years, Jack. I'm so sorry. Inflatable costumes are so common now. It doesn't help me identify you if everyone's doing it. Listen, Jack. I mean, if the rest of the story is going to make sense, then you'll just have to accept that inflatable costumes are a normal, everyday thing in this universe. Jack, I need you to focus. He places his hands on Mr. Films' shoulders. Who are you? I'm not doing this right now. Who are you, Jack? I'm not a kid anymore. I think I... Yes, I must be going face blind too, because I just can't seem to figure out who you are. Stop this. Then tell me who you are. Me, me, big boy. Who, who, big boy? Me, me, big boy. That's right, Jack. Now let the whole world know it. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned from my time in Hollywood. More like Holly Weird. It's that image is everything. Once you've earned this community's trust, you'll be able to... I'll be able to launch my own brand of cheap wines and drive these local brands out of business. I know the plan. That's my boy. Our business empire will be unstoppable, but it all hinges on you winning this Christmas wine tasting competition. You don't need to worry. I'm a natural at this. 
Mr. Films smiles wryly. No man could possibly stand in my way. Match cut two. We'll have Aaron playing Ernie. Okay. And I will play Alec Tenaus. And uh, if Jack could narrate. All right. Scene three. Interior bus. Day. Mr. Films smiles on a copy of Wine Weekly. Quote, best wine taster of all time. End quote. A woman's voice reads. And so, once again, Mr. Films stuns the public with his superhuman sense of taste. If he plays his cards right, Mr. Films could soon become the most beloved wine taster of all time. Residents of his hometown have even begun conversations about a statue. Wait. Reading very carefully. A statue to honor the great man himself? Oh, like that's ever going to happen. Suddenly, the magazine is closed, revealing the face of Ernie Pumpernickel, a journalist in her early 30s. What a load of... The bus honks loudly. This is Ernie's stop. She quickly shoves the magazine into her briefcase and stands up to leave. Cue a holiday cover of Smash Mouth's All-Star, sung by Mariah Carey, as the opening credits appear. Written by Tyler Bevan. The camera pans out and we finally see Ernie's outfit, a giant inflatable T-Rex costume. She pulls the T-Rex face over her head and zips it up, her face peeking through the mouth. Inspired by the podcast, Aaron is the funny one. She walks by a few passengers, also in inflatable costumes, as she makes her way to the front of the bus. Funded by over 100 Kickstarter backers. Before she leaves, Ernie greets the driver, Alex Tanas, 22. He's a jolly old man with a bushy white beard and a rosy complexion. Mm. Ernie drops a few coins into the chip jar. The driver tips his fedora. Milady. Ernie tips an imaginary fedora. Milad. Rated TVY7 for comic mischief and thematic elements. She exits the bus into the... Exterior small town continuous. Ernie walks past Christmas carolers. Snow is on the ground and Christmas is in the air. She narrates notes into her phone. For some people, identifying obscure flavors is a party trick. A fun activity you might do with friends, but for the residents of Christmasville, USA, tasting things is an art. She passes by children running a hot chocolate stand. A sign says, guess the secret <laughs> ingredient, followed by a list of holiday-themed ingredients. I love this. Neighborhood kids make their guesses. By the way, for the record, I feel like I'm in Christmasville right now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Most famous of all is their Christmas wine tasting competition. Some people even call Christmasville the wine-tasting capital of the world. As for me... Tyler Bevan presents... I just call it home. A very girl boss Christmas. Woo! Scene five. I'm oh, sorry, should I, keep, should I continue narrating? Yeah, and then uh, reading for Mrs. Pumpernickel will be me. I will read for the first uncle, and then Jack can read for the second uncle. Someone's got to be, um, Jack, you can be Karen. <laughs> of course. And then Aaron, you can be Rufus. Rufus and Ernie? Uh, yes, and Ernie, Kay. yes. Okay. And then one of us has got to play Junior. Junior is a child. I can be Junior. Yeah. Okay. Make your voice like really Like high. a child, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, she's a little girl. So, okay. And then maybe maybe I should narrate. Cool. Okay. So I'm narrating, and then Mrs. Pumpernickel and Uncle One. All right. Interior, Pumpernickel home, night. Ernie, still in costume, arrives at her childhood home. A family party is in progress. Her mother opens the door, wearing a Christmas sweater that reads, lit as a Christmas tree. Ernie! 
It's been so long. <laughs> she pulls Ernie into a hug, and they walk inside. The house is simple and decorated with horoscope-themed decorations. Oh, God. I thought you said you wouldn't make it this year. Something about working hard as a Gorobos journalist. <laughs> Apparently, Ernie's mom is Italian. Yeah, well, I really wanted to see the family. I haven't been home in so long. And? And what? Ernie, I know you. You never take vacations. <laughs> well, they also needed a story done about the Christmas wine tasting competition. Now that's the Ernie I know. But mostly the first reason. Oh, Ernie, you're so much like your father. <laughs> if only he could see you now. Ernie's father smiles down from a portrait. Around his neck is a medal. Christmasville Wine Tasting oh Champion God. 2006. Awards and medals celebrating other tasting competitions decorate the mantle, with years ranging from the late 1970s to early 2000s. Ernie's uncle Mario enters the room. His sweater shows a festive cat and reads Santa Claus. Well, if it isn't the girl boss from the big city. Hey, Uncle Mario. I haven't seen you in over a year, and that's all I get is a hey? She walks over and they hug. I guess you're not too cool for your uncle after all. Uncle Mario's identical twin, Uncle Mario, enters as well. His sweater shows a festive dog and reads Santa Paws. Are you kidding? She's always been too cool for you. Uncle Mario! She embraces Uncle Mario. See? I'm clearly the favorite. Bogus. I've always been the cool uncle. <laughs> Who else are we missing? Where's... A little girl, about eight years old, jumps onto Ernie's back and covers her eyes. Her sweater says, I slay all day. Oh my gosh! Guess who? <laughs> uh... The thing is, when I wrote this script, I wasn't expecting that we would do a read-through on this podcast. Yeah. So I was, just, I was just writing what other characters we could. Um, Ernie will be so played... much better. Oh, gosh. Anyway, Ernie strains under the unexpected weight. Hmm. Is it an elf? Junior giggles and removes her hands. She leans forward and grabs Ernie's face, forcing them to lock eyes. No, it's me, Junior! <laughs> What? <laughs> no, that's not possible. I remember Junior just being a little baby. And you're definitely a big kid. Junior laughs and sways back and forth on Ernie's back. But it is me. No. I just got older. <laughs> I'm trying to see happen? like where I've heard this, the, the, this voice before. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, go ahead. How did that happen? I think it just happens automatically. Junior pokes Ernie's face. Why don't you have a Christmas sweater like the rest of the family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, I actually do have one. But then why do you always wear a dinosaur costume instead? Well... When I work as a journalist, I interview a lot of different people, and sometimes those people aren't the kindest. So when someone isn't nice, I have to turn into a dinosaur and gobble them up. That's not true! It is true! In fact, wait a minute. Have you been naughty this year? Ernie sways and turns her head as if trying to bite Junior. Junior laughs and holds on tight to Ernie's back. Wait, no! I've been good! I promise I've been good! Get back here! I just need a little bite. 
Uh, Junior will be played by an angry Carl Weezer, I guess. <laughs> there it is. You found it. You yeah. found it. There, there it is. You, you ID that real quick. All right. They are interrupted by Ernie's sister, Karen, and her husband, Rufus. Rufus's sweater says, I'm with Girlboss, and has an arrow pointing to Karen. Karen's sweater is pink, sparkly, and has the word Girlboss embroidered in gold. Junior, quit quarkling around. Oh, come on. You can be better than that. Do better than that. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to channel Karen right now. What does Karen sound like? Uh, uh, she's like, she's kind of like snooty, and she's like, Come on, she made her husband wear an I'm with girl boss. Sweater. Okay, I got it. Like, okay. think about that. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. There we go. You're right. Junior, quit quarkling around. You're gonna break something. Junior crawls onto Ernie's shoulders and grabs Ernie's head like a raptor guarding its prey. I'm not Junior, I'm a dinosaur, just like Auntie Ernie. Junior. Junior ignores her mom and continues to climb on Ernie. Suddenly, she drops to the ground with a somersault. Oh, I just remembered something. I'll be right back. She rushes out of the room. I swear, that child doesn't know how to keep to herself. I don't know where she gets it. She's grown up so fast. Not fast enough, if you ask me. If she's going to take over my business someday, she'll need to learn how to hustle. Speaking of which, have you considered my offer? Eh, selling essential oils isn't really my thing. Karen laughs. <laughs> oh no, honey, me neither. Now, if I had to sell it myself, I'd literally die. Ew, no. No, 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 no. What you would do is get other people to sell for you. I don't really think I could do that. Oh, I know that you're being humble and you don't think you're smart enough and all that. I never said... But it's literally so easy. Get people to sell for you. Then they get people to sell for them. Then it starts to snowball and bam, you're making six figures of passive income. I think I'll just keep working as a... As a low-level journalist? Desperately climbing up the corporate ladder? Ew. Gross. Listen, if you join my company, you set your own hours and be your own boss. She places her hands on Ernie's shoulders. Your own boss? Girl boss. Ernie pretends to contemplate the offer. I know that journalism isn't exactly the path I thought I'd go down, but it's a solid job and it pays well. And honestly, I'm happy doing it. But is it your dream job? My dream job? I guess if I had to choose a dream job, hmm. If I had to choose a dream job. Ernie moves towards the window and stares out longingly. Her <laughs> hair flows in the wind. I guess... I've always wanted to be a wine taster. <laughs> to have crowds cheering my name as I identify the secret ingredients of different wines. But I gave up on that dream a long time ago. And now it's too... Wait, shut up. Shut up. Karen snaps her fingers at Rufus, who is now across the room in a conversation with uncles Mario and Mario. Rufus, what do we talk about? The sweater always points to me. Rufus looks down at his I'm with girl boss sweater, the arrow now pointing towards the wall. <laughs> he uncomfortably rotates himself to point the arrow towards Karen, his body now perpendicular to the uncle's. Please don't forget again, this is a couple's outfit. You look like an idiot if that's not pointed towards me. Sorry, dear. If you can't wear your sweater right, you'll have to hide it with an ugly costume, like Artie does. No offense. I'm not hiding anything with my costume. No, it's fine. That's why we love you. You don't care about your appearance at all. It's, it's really down to earth. Junior bursts back into the room with a tray of cookies. Sit down! Everybody sit down! 
Oh, is it that time already? It's time for the Pumpernickel's annual cookie tasting competition. And then this right here is where we're going to skip ahead to page 17. Okay. To the end of the cookie tasting competition. Okay. And right now we're at Ernie continues chewing. Suddenly she jumps to her feet. Okay. Okay. All right. Ernie continues chewing. Suddenly she jumps to her feet. I know what it is. That's a spicy meatball. Yes. Auntie Ernie guessed the secret ingredient. Looks like we've just been girl bossed. Auntie Ernie, you were incredible. You were just like Mr. Films. Who? Only the best wine taster in Christmasville. He's all over Wine Weekly. When have you been reading Wine Weekly? Well, when my mom gets drunk, she's always falling asleep reading it. Junior. Oh, Ernie, he's in, <laughs> <laughs> he's in Christmasville right now. You could see him in person. Well, I already have plans to interview him. It's for a big story I'm doing. No way! You have to take me to see him. Please, please, please. Oh, sweetie, you're too young to be attending a wine tasting competition. Ugh, Mom, you never let me do anything. For once, your mom's actually right. Besides, it'll just be a bunch of boring adults like me. You'll have more fun with Grandma anyway. But Mr. Films will be there. With how aggressively Mr. Films has been marketing himself, (laughs) I'm sure you'll have another chance to see him. Promise? Ernie hesitates, but looks at Junior's pleading face. I promise. (laughs) I will say Junior was a lot different in uh, in this version than... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I I don't know. I'm committed to like the... um, I don't know. You might not get this reference, but I'm committed to the the baby from the show Dinosaur. The little... Oh, the way off. I'm the baby. Yeah, I don't know. And then it just kind of <laughs> stuck. All right, let's see. The next scene, can we have Aaron reading? Like, I'm a narrator? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Interior, dressing room, night. Mr. Films and Uncle Uh-Oh are in his dressing room at Donna's Grange, the venue of the Christmas wine tasting competition. The walls are haphazardly decorated with the faces of celebrities, cartoon characters, and stock photos. They smile down at Mr. Films, who stares intently at a photo of Pitbull. Okay, so he has two ears, two eyes, two noses. Only one nose, Jack. So this... Mr. Films slowly points to the mouth. Wait, no, this... He moves his finger to the nose, (laughs) looking at Uncle Uh Uh-Oh for a reaction. His uncle's expression is blank. Mr. Films hesitates for a moment, then points to the mouth. This is the nose. Final answer. That's the mouth, Jack. (sighs) This is impossible. (laughs) I'm never going to understand faces. (laughs) Well, you're going to need to learn. If the public finds out you can't recognize your own family, you'll be over. You'll be a laughingstock. You'll be... He moves uncomfortably close to Mr. Films' ear. Cancelled. Mr. Films shudders. We can't risk another close call with the lamestream media. (laughs) We need to cancel everything. That means until we solve this problem, no talk shows, no reporters, no interviews. Scene 7. For a disgruntled customer, can we have Jack reading for that? Okay. You got it. Uh, doorkeeper, I'll read for that. Okay. okay. The announcer, I will also read for. 
Mm-hmm. Um, security guard. Can we have Aaron reading for that? Yes. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Jack. Jack is the security guard. Got it. Okay. Um, staff member. I will also read for that. And then crowd. I guess we'll all sort of read, or I can read. Um, oh, crowd. Yeah, we can read crowd. at the yeah. same time. That'd, oh, that'd be, fun. be cute. Yeah. Um, and then who's the narrator? I'll be the narrator. Okay. The celebrity guest uh, will be playing himself. Okay. And, okay. and we'll, we'll, we'll come to that when we find it. Okay. Got it. Interior, auditorium, same time. Taylor Swift's Oops, I'm a Girl Boss plays as a crowd gathers for the Christmas wine tasting competition. The crowd is loud and excited as they wait for the event to begin. Ernie speaks notes into her phone. The first event of the Christmas wine tasting competition. The winners of this will advance to the finals. Like any event, the fans can be a little... Five rowdy shirtless guys pass by, each with a letter of the words films painted (laughs) on their chest. Extreme. Ernie greets the doorkeeper and walks through the front entrance. She passes a disgruntled customer, causing a scene. What do you mean I can't spend my tokens for the entry fee? They're non-fungible. Yai tokens aren't... they're, They're not... They're not anything. (laughs) Inside, Ernie looks at the stage. In her mind's eye, Ernie sees herself walk onto it. This Ernie is out of the dinosaur outfit, wearing a fancy red sweater with a puffy white collar. The crowd's commotion unifies into a single cheer. Ernie, 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 Ernie. The imaginary Ernie waves and blows kisses out into the crowd. She sits down into nothingness, and a waiter comes out from behind to place down a chair. Another waiter lays out a tablecloth, and it takes form as a table. Within a matter of seconds, a whole slew of waiters is on stage, each extending a different glass of wine to Ernie. Think the hot chocolate scene from the Polar Express. Ernie confidently sips from each glass. This wine was flavored using Santa's magic snow. An announcer, voiced by Brian Cummings, proclaims, A perfect guess! The girl boss has done it again! (laughs) As the crowd cheers, the imaginary Ernie fades away. Ernie smiles. She approaches the backstage entrance. Ernie tries to move past, but is stopped by a security guard. Oh, I'm sorry, miss, but this area is for event staff only. Oh, it's okay. I'm here to interview Mr. Films. The security guard looks at her outfit. As a dinosaur? It shows that I'm fierce. Well, Mr. Films has canceled all of his interviews for today. You're kidding. That's just what I've been told. Well, is there any way I can talk to his agent? I did come all the way from the big city just to interview him. His agent is the one who told us. Well, does he have a reason for canceling last minute? He said that some circumstances have come up and Mr. Films is too busy to worry about, well... Okay, his specific phrase was the lamestream media, but... The, the what? Ma'am, you're going to need to calm down. I traveled all the way from the big city just to talk to this egotistical maniac, and now suddenly he's too big to see me? I'm so sorry to impose on the great Mr. Films. Listen, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to go to your seat. Ernie fumes. She clenches her fist and looks like she's about to girl boss. Abruptly, however, her demeanor softens. Okay. Okay? Okay. I guess I'll just have to reschedule. Okay. Um, thank you for understanding. She walks away, the T-Rex head towering high above the other spectators. Puzzled, the guard watches as she weaves through the crowd and finds a seat. Okay. A staff member approaches with a cart full of wine bottles. Evening. 
Without taking his eyes off of Ernie, the security guard steps aside and the staff member passes. The security guard continues to watch Ernie, confused. Eventually, his curiosity gets the better of him, and he approaches her. Hey, I'm sorry about things not working out. That's gotta be really tough. Ernie's head is down, and she doesn't respond. Is there anything we can do for you? Would you like a discount on concessions? She still doesn't respond. Are you okay? As he reaches out, her arm gives way. The empty T-Rex face turns towards him and the costume slowly deflates. Oh Realization fills his face as he steps back and hastily activates his walkie-talkie. Girl boss on the loose. We have a girl boss on the loose. Interior. Backstage. Same time. A staff member parks his wine cart against the wall. As he walks away, a hand emerges from inside of the cart and pushes apart several bottles of wine, revealing Ernie. She tosses her briefcase out first, then emerges wearing a dark velociraptor costume. <laughs> Ernie ducks her way behind carts, tables, and equipment and makes her way to the hallway, backstage hallway. If I were Mr. Films, where would I be? She passes by several doors, presumably the dressing rooms of other wine tasters. Placards hang on the doors with names like Boy McFood and Terry Truffles. Before she can get to the end of the hallway, Ernie hears voices approaching her location. She hastily looks around for a place to hide as Uncle Uh-Oh rounds the corner. Hey, what are you doing here? Pan back to find that Ernie is gone. Instead, the security guard from earlier walks down the hallway. Why did you leave your post? I'm looking for the girl boss that done gave me the slip. Where did you last see her go? I'm not sure, but she can't have gone far. As they speak, the camera pans up, revealing Ernie clinging to the ceiling. A single <laughs> bead of sweat starts to drip from her forehead before she quickly oh, brushes awesome. it away. She could be right under our nose. Or above our heads. Well, like Spider-Man? Something like that. Ernie wipes more sweat off her forehead. There's no way that actually happens in real life. In fact, that situation is so unlikely that, as a rule, I deliberately refuse to look up. But what if... No what-ifs! Unless something specifically falls to the ground, like a, a drop of sweat or something, I will not look up. Ernie is sweating much harder now. Using her feet to hold herself up, she pulls a cloth from her briefcase and wipes her face. I guess that explains why listening for falling sweat was part of our security training. Exactly. Now, if even one droplet falls to the ground, you'll immediately notice it. Then it'll be game over for them. Obscene amounts of sweat pour from Ernie's <laughs> face as she works aggressively to keep any of it from falling. She squeegees her cloth into a cup, then continues to wipe her face. But I guess there's nothing to see here. Yeah, we better get going. They walk away in the same direction. Ernie waits until she can't hear them before she drops down, no longer sweaty. She uses her cup of sweat to water a plant as she walks in the opposite direction from the men. That was a close one. I almost... As Ernie rounds the corner, she rams into someone. She falls to the floor and the contents of her briefcase scatter all over the ground. Ernie panics as she gathers her papers. Oh my gosh, I am such a klutz. I was just looking for Mr. Films and I... She looks up and sees the man she bumped into. A spotlight shines brightly behind him, obscuring his features, but his silhouette is unmistakable. Mr. Films? The man turns his face, revealing his enormous bulbous nose. This isn't Mr. Oh Films. God. It's everyone's favorite little elf goblin. CGI live-action Jub-Jub. Oh, Jub-Jub, so sorry for bumping into you. Ernie involuntarily screams, startling Jub-Jub. Jub-Jub didn't mean to scare you. Jub-Jub is a monster. <laughs> he begins to tear up. No, no, shh. Hey, I didn't, I didn't mean to scream. I, I'm sorry. No, Jub Jub's sorry for his hideous face. 
Jeb Jeb will leave you alone now. He walks away sadly. No, I didn't mean it. Do not pity Jeb Jeb. I was just expecting someone else. Ernie notices a door at the end of the hallway. The placard reads, Mr. Films. Ernie gathers her things and excitedly walks to it. At the door, she takes a deep breath and knocks. Uncle, uh-oh? Um. Y- yep, yep, it's it's me. I'm Uncle Uh-oh, and I love <laughs> lasagna. Mm. Ernie waits in anticipation for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Then... Well, I hope you brought some with you. Mr. Films opens the door and is taken aback to see Ernie standing there. You're not Uncle Uh-Oh. So, um, funny story. You're, you're right. I'm not. I'm actually here to interview you before the competition. I- I'm not doing interviews right now. That's okay. I'll be very quick. Ernie pulls a notepad out of her briefcase and clicks her pen. How would you say your style differs from wine-tasting legends like Teeth or Mrs. Tortellini? I I don't have time for this. I need to get ready for the competition. Mr. Films tries to slam the door, but she quickly shoves her foot in the way. Five minutes. That's all I ask is just five minutes, and then you can go back to doing whatever it is you actually do. Mr. Films tries to move her out of the way so he can shut the door. They struggle while they talk. What I do is very important. The ability to taste is a subtle art requiring incredible dedication. I wouldn't expect a journalist like you to understand. But I do understand. Try me. I've studied all the most popular wine tasting techniques. The salamander swirl, the Canadian nostril flare, the bodacious crunch. Parlor tricks. Everyone knows those. I came here all the way from the big city. You can't just leave me with nothing. I can do whatever I want. I'm Mr. Films. Well, I'm a girl boss. Her foot slips out of the doorway and Mr. Films manages to slam the door. Ernie stares at the closed door for a moment. Fine. I didn't even want to talk to you anyway. I guess I'll just have to write an article about how you're an inconsiderate jerk who flakes last minute. Ernie gets no response. I'm a girl boss, you know. I'm a girl boss. I'm a girl boss. The word girl boss echoes down the hallway. (laughs) I'm a girl boss. (laughs) Ernie calms down, worried she went too far. She knocks again. Nothing. Out of options, Ernie speaks slowly through the door. I know you're busy. I am too. But I really need this interview. I've been working as a journalist for so long, and I just feel like I'm going nowhere. I guess this was supposed to be my first big break. On the other side of the door, Mr. Films tries to ignore her. He picks up the book he was reading, a cardboard children's book entitled Eyes, Ears, Mouth, and Nose, <laughs> The Wacky Guide to Faces. He quickly flips through the pages, then frustratedly snaps it shut. I just feel like I'm always putting in so much effort and nothing is working. But I guess you wouldn't understand what that's like. Mr. Film stares hopelessly at the faces that decorate his walls. Their cheesy smiles contrast sharply with his sad expression. (laughs) He hesitates for a moment. He almost opens the door, but something catches his eye. It's a young Uncle Uh Uh-Oh on the cover of a vintage advertisement. He has a full head of hair and a bottle of wine. Uncle knows best. (laughs) Mr. Films hears his uncle's voice in his head. If they find out about your face blindness, you'll be canceled for sure. 
He slowly takes his hand off the doorknob, closing it into a fist. On the other side, Ernie gathers her briefcase, takes one last look at the door, and walks away. Her footsteps echo through the silent hallway. Clip, clop. <laughs> and then, um, let's see. For this next scene, Glass Mover 1. Jack, could we have you as Glass Mover 1? And then Aaron as Glass Mover 2. And then I'll read, I'll read the narration. In the wings behind the curtain, Uncle Uh-Oh and the security guard speak to Jub-Jub. So where did you last see her? Jub-Jub ran into her in the hallway over there. Did you see where she was going? Jub-Jub doesn't know. Jub-Jub should really pay more <laughs> attention. We're getting nowhere with this guy. The competition's right about to start. What was she wearing? She was dressed like a velociraptor. She kind of looked like... He thinks for a moment, then excitedly points into the distance. Kind of like that. Can I just say, your Jub-Jub is spot on as to yeah. how, <laughs> how, I, I, how I pictured him sounding. Oh, I'm very happy to hear that, man. <laughs> Um, Ernie stands by the entrance to the hallway she just left. Clever girl. Not seeing them. She speaks notes into her phone. If you look beyond the mania he's cultivated around his brand, you'll find that Mr. Films isn't as great as he seems. The truth, end quote. No, quote, the secrets, or, quote, Mr. Films, colon, secrets revealed, end quote. Okay, I've got it. Quote, how the Grinch stole Christmasville, end quote. Hey, you. Ernie looks up from her phone. You rascally girl boss, you're in big trouble. Uncle Uh-Oh and the guard move towards her, and Ernie looks around for an escape. Without warning, she turns and runs. They begin chasing her. All heck breaks loose as they move through the crowded backstage. The song Candy Canes from the Nutcracker plays, because of course it does. It truly is the yakety sacks of Christmas. Ernie weaves her way through members of the crew. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, sorry, sorry, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. The guards behind her haphazardly push crew members out of the way. Don't let her get away. Up ahead, two glass movers gingerly carry a giant glass pane. Careful, this pane is going in the International Museum of Glass. Watch out! Ernie slides underneath the glass and continues to run. Phew, that was a close one. Watch out! The security guard slides under the glass pane, but Uncle Uh-Oh reacts too slowly and smacks into the glass. The glass holds solid, and his face is comically smushed. An unfortunate slide whistle wah-wah plays. Mm -hmm. The glass movers shrug. Mm. Ernie throws open a random door and ends up in the kitchen. Interior, kitchen, continuous. Cooks move back and forth, preparing different recipes. Ernie deftly moves between them. As she approaches the exit, the security guard manages to get in front of her, cutting her off from the exit. She tries to move left, then right, but the security guard mirrors her movements. Behind her, Uncle Uh-Oh closes in. She's trapped. Ernie desperately looks to her surroundings for an escape. On the table to her right is a tray of butter. Looks like you're in trouble. Ernie smiles. I am trouble. <laughs> Ernie smacks the tray of butter and sends it flying. As Uncle Uh-Oh reaches her, she does a backflip over his head. Oh, Everything what? moves in slow motion as she flies through the air, almost face-to-face -face with Uncle Uh-Oh. They make eye contact, and Uncle Uh-Oh stares in shock. She winks. As a slow motion ends, she lands in a black widow stance, and the tray of butter falls onto the ground, right where Uncle Uh-Oh was going to step. He steps down, and his momentum carries him forward, sliding on the tray like it's an uncontrollable skateboard. Board. Whoa! A close-up of the security guard's surprised face using a fisheye lens. This shot goes on for slightly too long. Whoa! 
Uncle Uh Uh-Oh rams into the security guard, and they both fall onto their butts. This is very funny. (laughs) You've got to do butter than that. (laughs) The music ends, and Ernie leaves the kitchen the same way she entered. Interior, backstage, continuous. Ernie leans against a wall and catches her breath. (sighs) Ah, bazinga. I may have girl boss too hard on those scrubs. I've got to get out of here. She moves to leave, but is yanked back. She spins around to find that her velociraptor tail is caught in some ropes. My tail! Ernie struggles to free herself as she hears the wine-tasting competition begin. Interior, stage, continuous. And then, let's see, can we cast the wine-tasters? Jack, can you take Boy McFood? Yep. I'll be Terry Truffles. Aaron, can you take Teeth? I will take Teeth. And then the head of security... I'll be the head of security. Mm-hmm. Is Teeth and like a known character? Am I no. like is okay? One of the Kickstarter backers said, "I want you to name a human Teeth in your <laughs> script," and okay. that was all of the all of the guidance I got. So okay, uh, okay, here here he is, in all of his glory. Um. Oh, and then Jack, uh, you will play the celebrity guest star. Got it. A long table sits on the stage. Lights swoop around and fog fills the theater. The crowd is electric. A voice booms. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the Christmas wine tasting competition. Hosted by celebrity guest star, Elf. The crowd roars as pig-nosed alien and 80s TV legend Elf struts onto the stage. What a reception. (laughs) I just flew here from my planet Melmac and boy are my arms tired. The crowd laughs. I spent so much energy getting here, I could eat a whole cat. In fact, I think I will. They laugh even harder. We have four competitors (laughs) tasting wines today, but but only two will move on to the final competition. There, they'll compete with wine tasters from across the country. I don't want to keep you all waiting, so let's just jump into it. The crowd cheers. When did Alf become Linda from Bob's Burgers? Stop (laughs) riffing. The first wine taster is a legend in his field. He's been doing events like these for over 70 years. Everybody, put your hands together for teeth. Mechanical pulleys quickly hoist a neon sign with Teeth's name above the stage. The crowd cheers. Teeth, a very short, very elderly man, walks across the stage. Staff members offer to help him across, but he waves them away and makes his way to the furthest seat. He smiles wide, showing off his white teeth, and the crowd goes absolutely wild. Intercut stage slash backstage. Ernie struggles to get out of the ropes as Alf continues to introduce wine testers. Why do they make these costumes so hard to move in? Back on the stage. You might know him from his local dessert shop, The Truffle Makers. Everyone give a big round of applause for Terry Truffles. Terry Truffles wears a chef's uniform as he struts onto stage. It's wonderful to be back. (laughs) Machines war. Machines whir as ropes aggressively and abruptly pull another neon sign high above the stage. The loud noise startles Ernie, and she watches the sign sway ominously above her head. Spooky. She continues untying herself, then stops. Wait. She looks at the ropes holding the neon sign, then to the ropes tied around her tail. She follows her ropes and finds what they're connected to, a giant neon sign saying Mr. Films. Oh, no. On the stage again. 
Our youngest competitor comes from Christmasville Community College. It's Boy McFood. Boy McFood, a party animal in his early 20s, wears a shirt advertising his fraternity. Upsilon Omega Upsilon. The letters are in lower ca- lowercase because that looks like woo, lol. <laughs> Let's turn this on like a light switch. The sign next to Ernie is violently hoisted into the air. She yelps and frantically tries to untie herself. Behind her, Uncle Uh-Oh and the security guard exit the kitchen. You thought you could get away from us? No, stop. You, you don't understand. And now for the final competitor. Wine Weekly recently called him the greatest wine taster of all time. Uncle Uh-Oh approaches Ernie. You've girl-bossed me for the last time. Stop, please. Everybody give a hand for Mr. Films. The sign flies up, catapulting Ernie into the air. She screams all the way, and Uncle Uh-Oh looks up in confusion. A spotlight shines on Ernie as she flies above the stage. She nearly hits the ceiling, but the rope goes taut and pulls her towards the ground. She continues to scream. As she approaches the ground, the rope stretches, slowing her descent. She slows to a halt, and the rope snaps, dropping her mere inches into a chair. She stops screaming and opens her eyes. To her left sit Terry Truffles, Mr. Films, Boy McFood, and Teeth, all of whom are very confused. Ernie stares out at the silent crowd. They stare back. There's an uncomfortable pause. Then... A new competitor? Talk about dynamite! And that, I think, is where we're going to end in this uh, reading of A Very Girl Boss Christmas. But what happens to the girl boss and Mr. Films and Uncle Uh-Oh? He better be in jail by the end of it. Tyler, we have so many, many more questions, as I'm sure our listeners do, as to the progression of the plot and what happens to our characters. Could you please enlighten us on how, where, and when they can discover the fates of all these characters? Yes, so if you backed me on Kickstarter then you probably already know how this all ends because I've uh, (laughs) sent the script to you. But if you haven't backed me on Kickstarter and you want to know how everything all ends, then I am doing a fundraiser to raise money to get clean water around the world. It's for a charity called Charity Water. And if I get that fundraiser fully funded, I will release a PDF copy of the script so that you can read and finish and enjoy the ending to A Very Girl Boss Christmas. And don't you guys want to know how this ends? Honestly, I, I'm just glad Alf is still getting work. Me too. I mean, God bless him. Everybody <laughs> needs another yacht, you know? That's, or a spaceship, depending or on. Or a spaceship. Because apparently he's been flying, physically flying from Boy, now back and back. tired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So, so good, man. This was a lot of fun. I had so much fun reading through this blindly. Tyler, uh, I got to say... Great job, man. Yeah, man. This Honestly, is, props awesome. to you, Tyler. This, this is awesome. This is truly a feat. Thank and, you. And uh, we're just tickled pink. So, Tyler, you are in college, but correct me if I'm wrong, you're one of the very few Gen Zers that does not have social media. Is that right? Um, like I I technically have Twitter. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I don't really post on too much. It's Tyler Bevan. Okay. I mean, I, I'll, like, post the occasional thing. I've been posting Kickstarter updates on there. Would you like to shout out any type of platform for people to be able to reach you, contact you, follow you, all that? I think, yeah, YouTube is probably the best bet to sort of contact me and see if I have anything else that I'm releasing. I'll probably release it on YouTube. That's probably the first place that I'll release it. 
Okay, so go follow Tyler on YouTube. His YouTube channel is Tyler Bevan. That's Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, Bevan, B-E-V-A-N, as in no, uncle, uh uh-oh, not there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But yes, that is where you can find Tyler's channel and most likely where the screenplay will be published should you donate to the charity. Exactly. Right. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, man, for your time and for this amazing screenplay that hopefully the rest of the world gets to see someday. Yes, uh, thanks for bringing me on to the podcast. Yeah, we're honestly, you were our first official guest. You really were. We did, at one point, we answered a call from somebody we... we, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's different. Yeah, but that was totally different. That was a hotline. Not that the hotline's not invaluable. By the way, if you guys want to join in on the hotline, that number is DadHugMe10. But you know, Tyler, you are our real first official uh, guest on the podcast. And honestly, you have been marvelous like what a first guest to have someone who wrote a feature-length screenplay about Aaron in a t-rex costume well no it's Ernie right excuse me sorry Ernie it's It's based on a fictional character yes pardon my faux pas yes yeah (laughs) 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 thank you so much this was a pleasure and honestly if you guys want to send messages to Tyler please also feel free to contact me at dad hug me 10 and i will try my best to get those messages over to tyler on your behalf <gasps> jack film yeah do you hear that no i hear it what do you hear it's the bells jack oh it's, it's horoscope time shit again what? already what am i gonna do with this man jack film it's a very very special horoscope too and why is that two toes up? It is the last horoscope of Sagittarius season. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, we better make it a good one. All right, Jack Film. Yeah. I'm going to need your help completing. I tried to vessel as much as I could. Sure. Let me guess. It was you li- didn't have it in you. It was a little shoddy here and there. So I, I could only make out like certain words. So I'm going to need your help in completing 100% of the Sagittarius horoscope sounds like this girl boss needs a man boss let's go Ew. all right jack give me an adjective wild give me the name of a celebrity jennifer lopez give me another adjective chunky give me the theme of a children's birthday party oh man cars like the pixar movie give me the name of a body part big toe give me a type of liquid Beer. What is something that you do as a little kid? Skip. What is something you would call someone to insult them? <laughs> Dumb mouth breather. You used that two weeks did ago. Did I? Yes, you did. I don't recall that. All right. I was drunk. All right, I'll, I'll give you another one. Four eyes. What is the body of work that Jennifer Lopez is most known for? Um, that would have to be Jenny from the Block. Well, that or Made in Manhattan. You got to pick one. Shit. Made in Manhattan. Really? (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) They're both just so impactful in our culture. What is the name of a country? Lebanon. How might you describe a movie? A roller coaster. Does that work? Sure. Okay. 
Give me the name of another celebrity. Penn Jillette. <laughs> okay. Of Penn and Teller fame. Uh-huh. The big one that talks. Give me an adjective. Spicy. Give me the name of a YouTuber. Mr. Beast. Give me a location that you might meet an acquaintance. A means through which I met an acquaintance? Yeah. Um, Like work? Okay. Does that work? Sure. Or, 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 or school? Okay. Okay. Give me a number. 18. Give me an adjective. Whimsical. Give me another adjective. Tactless. Oh, no. <laughs> Give me a name that begins with the same letter as tactless. Timothy. Okay. Give me a verb ending in ing. Pounding. What is Pendulette most known for? Like the, a body of work that Pendulette um, is most known for. Oh boy. Um the hit show Fool Us. Does that work? I mean like sure. okay. Give me a profession. Firefighter? Give me a personality type. Introverted. What was a popular word used in internet lingo two to five years ago? <laughs> Epic. <laughs> 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 that's more 10 years ago but I, th- I think it works give me another celebrity name another celebrity name i only know like five how about david copperfield what is it with you and magic i love magic j-lo benjolette all my favorite magicians what is a bad habit smoking give me another adjective girthy what is a place people don't want to visit? Prison. Okay. No one likes going to prison. What is an object at prison? A phone. Like the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like... Okay, okay, okay. You know the um, scenes? What is a descriptive profanity? A descriptive profanity? Like a specific... Yeah. How about buck-toothed wastes of space? It's not really a profanity, but... What is the body of work for which David Copperfield is most known for? Oh, God. Can I say, like, when he floated over the Grand Canyon? Give me the name of a body part. Shin. Shin or chin? Shin. Shin shin is in the leg? The leg, yes. Okay. (laughs) Give me another body part. Chin, as (laughs) as in the not leg. Give me a location in your home. Kitchen. Give me a synonym for the word happy. Beaming. Um, what is a random holiday? Arbor Day. What is the name of a group of fans that some YouTubers call their fans? Mm. First, first, I was going to say little monsters. <laughs> um, we can use that. Yeah? Close enough. Okay. She's kind of a YouTuber. No. That Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay. Let me just double check. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Jack, will you please bless us with the final horoscope of Sagittarius season? Aaron, it would be my honor. Sagittarius. Ho, ho, holy smokes. It's our very last ho, ho horoscope of Sagittarius season. And what a bunch of hoes they are. You know it, I know it, and the gods know it too. And that's why this week, Sagittarius will be visited 
by three ghosts to prove how wild Sagittarius is. The first ghost, who looks eerily similar to Jennifer Lopez, will whisk Sagittarius away to scenes from their chunky past. Remember that time when they went to that Cars party, like the Pixar movie, and fell asleep so the other kids put their big toe in a bowl of beer and it made Sagittarius skip? <laughs> Sagittarius can be such a four eyes. I bet Jennifer Lopez chose that memory because Sagittarius hasn't even seen Made in Manhattan, which we all know is a Lebanese roller coaster. <laughs> the second ghost, who looks eerily similar to Penn Jillette, will accompany Sagittarius to scenes from their spicy present. Strangely, they will end up in the home of Mr. Beast, <laughs> who Sagittarius <laughs> knows through school. As it turns out, Mr. Beast has like 18 children, all of whom are whimsical. <laughs> One of the children, aptly named Tactless Timothy, has some problem with pounding and can't stop watching Fool Us. <laughs> to be fair, everyone knows the only people that care about Pendulette are either firefighters or introverts. <laughs> Personally, I don't even think there's a lesson to be learned here. I just think Pendulette is clout chasing and needed to prove they have a fan. Kinda epic. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, the third ghost, who's a dead ringer for David Copperfield, warns Sagittarius of what is to come if they don't stop smoking. This is where it gets really girthy. <laughs> David Copperfield escorts Sagittarius to prison and shows them a phone. <laughs> this better scare the bucktooth waste of space out of you, Sagittarius. And if it doesn't, you will be doomed to watch YouTube videos <laughs> of when David Copperfield floated over the Grand Canyon for the rest of your life. And a woman with no shin <laughs> and no shin will appear in your kitchen. Beaming armor day, little monsters. Okay, I want that last one on a shirt. I want to wear a shirt that screams beaming armor day, little monsters. That's fucking epic. That was fun. Sagittarius's, drink it in. I hope you took notes. There will be a quiz on this next Sagittarius season. And if you don't, I mean, you'll know straight off the bat from the woman with no chin and no shin. No chin and no shin. You know. She's horrifying Dead to look giveaway at. that, you know, you failed the quiz. So. Yeah. Stay out of the kitchen, Sagittarius. Lest you want to see the shinless, chinless beast. <laughs> well, that wraps up this very special episode of Aaron is the Funny One. Thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun reading excerpts from A Very Girl Boss Christmas. I hope that everybody's Christmas this year is very girl boss, very merry, and very bright. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you again to Tyler B. for joining us. Mm -hmm. Also, do not forget the hotline dad hug me 10 if you'd like to give us ideas for things that you'd like us to do always open quizzes to give us anything also please don't forget about tyler's charity water it is something that's very special to him and if you'd like to see the entire script of a very girl boss christmas please contribute to tyler's charity charitywater.com slash Tyler dash Bevan. Till next time, see you haters. <laughs>